Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on a kid that I have had a chance to coach at the seventh grade level as a football player, at the eighth grade level as a basketball player, and at the high school level as a baseball player. I have had the joy of watching him him grow from a middle school athlete to a high school um, athlete as well, a standout, and now he is on his way this upcoming semester to college to play baseball as well. Um, I've known him for about six years, and I've been able to watch him become a great young man. Very proud of him. Very proud to have called him a former athlete, but also a friend. He is a New Mexico State champion as an outfielder, first baseman, and left-handed pitcher. He did a lot for the team, and he has since graduated as a Carlsbad caveman. He's committed to play ball at San Jacinto Community College in Houston, Texas. His name, Mac Mabry. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a lot of fun on this podcast. I'm excited for you to check it out. We talk about everything from his playing to his academics, all the way to some of the movies that he loves and some of the movie reviews that he has as well. Um, That's one of the ways that uh, we've always connected through music and through entertainment and stuff like that. So had a had a good time. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Here's our interview with Mac Mabry. I'm excited to talk about a lot of things, but first and foremost, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. So I first want to start off today with the fact that you have been on the show before um there's only been a couple of people that have been on the show multiple times and you're in company with trevor rogers so heck yeah thank you for being (laughs) a part of that um but when you were in a little league you made it to the southwest regional um as a shorthorn player right you were on the show i want to know if some of the favorites that you had back then still hold true today okay? okay so your favorite player when you were 12 was Max Scherzer. Is that still close? Is he in your top five, or is he still your number one? No, he's definitely up there. I mean, he just got traded today to uh, Texas, so, I mean, he's up there for sure, but it's it's different now, yeah. Okay, so who's, who is it now? Um, I would say for pitcher, it's Nolan Ryan, and then player overall, probably Aaron Judge. Okay, awesome. And then the other thing was your favorite food. What is your favorite food right now? That's tough. I've been experimenting a lot with like meal preps and all that stuff, but um, can you guess what it was back then? It was definitely a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely right. Yep. <laughs> no, I remember uh, we going to at Waco. I was on the little thing where you say your favorite whatever. Okay. And it was a bacon cheeseburger. Uh, so <laughs> that's how I remember. But I mean, that's top five still for sure. Okay. All I'd right. Say, I'd say pizza now though. I dig that. Okay, so, um, and then video game back then was Fortnite. Yeah. Is that, you play Fortnite? When's the last time you played Fortnite? Dude, it's been a while. Um, No, I'd say MLB The Show. It's my favorite game now. Okay, all right. Um, Music, it says, J. Cole or anyone else that is dropping fire tracks. (laughs) That is quoted from the... I said that. You said that. In the podcast? In the podcast, you said that. Um, No, he's top top three. Okay. Kanye and Kendrick now. Okay. And then the other one is uh, I asked about your hitting style. Back then you said it's home runs, hard line drives, and strikeouts. Those were your three 
hitting yeah. you know outcomes no. at that time do you um, feel like that was something you did in your uh, high school career i definitely had a lot of strikeouts yeah. <laughs> okay um but yeah um home runs line drives was the thing i mean i batted four hole five hole my whole high school career so uh, a lot of home runs came with that but sure. i think i got more into uh, getting just base hits getting on base i think my senior year my on base percentage was the highest out of any year i'd been on the team so I worked more towards not striking out. <laughs> sure. No, yeah, absolutely. All right, so, uh, Mac, I want to start off with, uh, you know, beyond your old podcast questions, um, the fact that you chose baseball. We know that you're going on to play college baseball, which is a huge deal. Obviously, uh, we have a lot of hopes, and we know that you have a lot of dreams going forward in your career, but you chose baseball. So, and I feel personally watching you and say, I think that was the right choice, but I've seen you be a beast in football, uh, a champion in basketball, (laughs) you know, was any other sport considered at a young age or was it like, I know what I'm going to be? Um, I think baseball always had my, my heart, you know, I grew up playing it and that's just what I was doing every single day. You know, I didn't really expect to do anything else. It's always been my dream to be a baseball player, but Mm -hmm. I think I did have the love for football and up until my sophomore year after COVID hit, whenever all those uh, sports were pushed together during the seasons, I kind of had to choose what sport I wanted to do. And it was hard for me definitely because, I mean, we were not really a football family. My dad played football, but um, we all knew that it wasn't the safest. So I think baseball was going to get me a better career in the long run, so I mean, I just played basketball because it was fun and kept me in shape. Yeah. But I knew that I wasn't gonna really take it anywhere. I wasn't like six five or nothing like that. So, stuck with baseball, and I knew I was gonna get a scholarship somewhere. I was gonna work my way up there. So. Yeah. I did, and I think it worked out. So, so I didn't know that. So you point almost directly to COVID for football being stopped. Would mm-hmm. you have possibly played through your senior year, or that was something you guys had talked about beforehand? Um. Well, my mom don't like football at all. Okay. But I definitely would have pushed for it. It was, I mean, it was awesome. I love everything about football. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So, let's see. Who would you say has most has had the most influence on you in sports? Um, are we talking like family or like Yeah, athlete? just like people around you. Um, Trevor has a lot of influence. Lefty pitcher. And he just, the way he plays the game is... It's very inspirational. You know, he he stays to himself. He always works on things he needs to do to get better. He sets a good example for his team and his his people around him watching him. So I think that's a good inspiration. But I would say my papa definitely has the biggest inspiration. He, uh, ever since I can remember starting playing baseball when I was two years old, he was always there in the backyard throwing with me, and I was, I was hitting the ball off of him. So, um what he did like throughout his high school career is mm-hmm. I think it's very known like around here I mean he's a little older so you don't hear it talked about as much but he definitely was an amazing athlete he was a three-sport athlete and he could have picked any of the three but he stuck with um, baseball and basketball in college so I think Where knowing did he play college ball he played at Trinidad I think and then he played somewhere else but he, he was just good at every sport, you know. He kind of picked something up and go, he's competitive. So everything we did, it was, he's just super competitive and he's really good at it, everything. Okay, so 
then you had definitely good influences on you. Mm. Um, what about outside of sports? Did you have anybody that you could think of, um, you know, that you could point to and say, because I know I had a chance. I was, it was an honor, mm-hmm. by the way, um, but I had a chance to walk you on the stage because you were in the top 20, mm-hmm. right? Um, so obviously with that, you have to have some excellence in school academically. You've done well. Um, who would you point to as far as influence outside of sports? My mom. Yeah. I mean, she's my biggest supporter. She she helps me with everything, um, whether it's mentally for sports, um, getting me ready for anything, taking me on trips to go play baseball in yeah. like Florida and California. She was with me on all those trips. So um, just in school, she always pushed me to do my best. And I mean, I would get in trouble if I had anything lower than a, an A. I really? Mean, I had a couple of B's and... I was coming home with that report card, and I was just like, "Eesh!" I remember, <laughs> I remember the first day I got my first B in fourth grade, and that's something I never wanted to visit again. So, <laughs> I always made sure to keep my grades high, set a set a high goal academically, and I knew it could work out once I got to college. Help, so, help me with money. Top twenty, we're talking like AP classes. You're not getting Bs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, that's I had a. Let's see. I think I had two b's my whole high school really on like on my transcript i had two or three so i just had to get a's every single time i would i'd be mad if i had a low a so it was just always on top of everything that's impressive really (laughs) is um all right so i gotta know where do you keep your state championship ring where does that reside as we speak on my dresser really is (laughs) it just like on there is there like Um, a case for it you got it rotating or what's up <laughs> i got like a thing dropping down from the ceiling <laughs> spotlight on it this music starts playing when it opens no um i think it's just on my dresser i when i was in ohio my mom cleaned my room you know she had to get in there and she put some stuff up and brought in some new boxes or something so i think it's in the same place but if it's not i know it's somewhere in that area hopefully it's not lost hopefully she didn't take it and sell it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly all right so um your favorite high school baseball moment probably is winning a state championship. 100%. Yeah. Um, what about something outside of that? Because it's, I mean, that's pretty much the easy answer, right? We, we won a yeah. state championship. Yeah. I mean, junior year. Yeah. We were doing our senior bios and everybody's, we were having conflict yeah. in the locker room deciding who was going to put state championship. So um, there was a lot of fun moments outside of that, though. We had a, we dyed our hair blonde before state both years. So that was awesome. Just, coming to practice and not everyone did it at the same time so you'd see new guys come every day with their hair and some some would be a little bit better than others so it was funny we just messed around had a good time with that so you guys and, just uh, agreed to doing that you you just said do it on your own time most of us agreed and then i think as other people saw the guys getting their hair dyed um everyone just kind of started falling in with the you know uh, camaraderie all that good stuff so did you do it at home no, I had a lady, a professional, do it. Wow. So <laughs> I didn't want to be the guy coming in with orange hair. So <laughs> I made enough. sure to. I did mine last year. I did mine probably at the start of the season. So I had mine all season. But oh. we ended up all having it together. So that was one of my favorite moments. And then uh, in game, junior year, I pitched a full game CG against Albuquerque Academy in the Rio Rancho tournament. Mm. And we won that game one to zero with a walk off steal. So, really? oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah, Tristan he stole 
got on base, stole second, stole third, and then on that steal to third, catcher makes an overthrow. He comes home. We all go crazy. There's a picture of me and Tristan like jumping and like with our dirt faces, and that was just an electric game. That's so awesome. We yeah. caught fire from that for sure. But also that gave me a lot of confidence to know I can go up against a good pitcher and hold my own. Yeah. So Alex Gato, he he plays at Samford University now. So he was up to like ninety one, ninety two. So that's who you were dueling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he was their guy and we had a great game. I mean he he gave us everything he had too, so it could have went either way that game. Yeah. But that's pretty great. That's that's a great memory. Yeah. Then. I mean it was awesome and then his mom came up to me after the game. We're not going to get into that, but she just congr- oh, she, she congratulated yeah. me, and it was it was nice because I didn't know who she was. So she just said, "You're you're awesome." Like that's my son. Wow. And I was like, I was like, wow, like your son. Tell him he's great because I ended up playing with him on ABA last year. So that's cool. Oh. I got to meet him. But um, yeah, that was fun. And then this year, we're at the same tournament against Sandia. Mm. We're down four to zero. I think it's fourth inning, fifth inning. Late in the game, we're struggling, and uh, I come up to bat. I hit a three-run bomb on a three-two count off a curveball. I remember exactly. Coach tells me to take the first three pitches, so hit a bomb. We're down four to three now, and we just catch fire. Tristan's in the game pitching on the mound. He's he's going. He had a rough first inning, but he caught fire, locked in. We ended up walking it off against them five to four in the bottom of the seventh. Bases loaded. I'm on second. Delmonico's up to bat. He had three hits that game that was his third hit the walk off just line drive up the middle and we score two runs yeah two runs to win so these are fun to listen to too because i mean i remember because they had cameras to watch Mm -hmm. it online or whatever i think it was during school Mm -hmm. so of course we were playing that in our rooms or whatever and that was really fun to watch but i mean last year to this year and last year it just felt like the teams were very similar yeah how would you uh how would you describe the chemistry of the teams were they the same were they we we definitely were closer this year in terms of everybody you know um i grew up with all these guys playing baseball so from when i was on my first travel team to about 10 years old i played with half the guys on the team Mm. and then the other half i played from 10 to 13 or 14 so that was a team I went to Waco with, all right, those guys. Right. So we were all super close. I mean, we had, I mean, we we just all hung out like on the weekends. We we were never like divided. You know, we had a lot of come to Jesus meetings where we all said how we felt about where we were as a program, as a team, mm. and we were just always trying to get on the same page because I mean, we did have a tough year. We had a lot of stuff going against us, but I think because of our chemistry this year, we were super close. But that was just good. We were, we were all there for each other all year, so it was good. Um, yeah. Last year, though, losing those four seniors, I mean, it was tough. They were all the leaders of our team, so we looked up to all of them. They uh, held the program together that year, and, I mean, we won a state championship. Yeah. So, I mean, they were definitely role models, and uh, we had to fill their shoes. So it was a great year with them last year, but we knew we had to what we had to do this year. You know. That's crazy to me because – like I guess when you think of high school baseball, you think talent, you think hard work, practice, all that stuff. You don't think about the mental side of let's come together, let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Like how do you feel? Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. That's just unique, I think. Was I mean, that something that the player core just kind of decided this is what we're going to do? Yeah, I mean, it had a lot to do with Coach May. Um, 
he inspired a lot of just communication was our thing you know he he came in last year and there wasn't much communication we weren't used to being on a team you know on a team where we were all coming together and saying how we felt so yeah I think starting last year um we would do that and then this year we kind of just we kind of knew what to do so when things were going bad we reverted to communication mm. and coming together and sure um saying how we felt so that yeah. helped a lot all right so after uh this year this season was over you had plans already set beforehand you ended up going to ohio to play summer ball can you kind of tell me tell me what the team was you know where it was and what was the league you were playing in so it was the Ohio Warhawks in Fairborn. They were set in Dayton, but it was a little little park called Fairborn or Springfield. So um, it was just a. I don't think it was a league though. It was kind of just, oh, like, just a like traveling college prep. All okay. all of our games were based in Ohio, so um, it was just guys from all over. There was dudes from Miami, um, California, South Carolina, a bunch of Texas guys, a couple Oklahoma guys, but. Um, we had a Puerto Rican on our team. He'll be going to San Jack. So, oh, cool. Just guys from all over, just getting ready for college. Um, there was like a couple dudes going into their se- senior year this year. So, um, it was it was awesome though. We uh, we all stayed in the same place. We had like a house. Um, I guess it was the organization like put money into that. Oh, so, really? So the organization goes back far, pretty far, because the head coach he. Uh, He's been coaching this team for a while. He had Mookie Betts play for him. He really? had like Brandon Phillips. Mm. Um, who else? Um, Chris Bryant. He played for the Warhawks. So it goes back pretty far. But um, yeah, I mean, we had a we had a rivalry, like a team that we play it was a rivalry, and it's been set for the past twenty years. Wow. So we got to experience that a little bit. Is the Midland Redskins? Oh, okay. Who, yeah, that go to the that go to the Con- or Connie Mac. Mac. Yeah. yeah, that was our little rivalry in. Uh, it was Did you win? Fun. We won two games out of the... Well, I didn't stay the whole time. They played more while I was gone, but um, it was a good rivalry. I think we split. Oh, wow. I think they okay. ended up beating them a couple more times, but I'm not too sure. But, sure. I mean, that, that team was loaded, but yeah. Okay, yeah, I've heard a lot about them. Yeah. So that's, that, I think that kind of goes to speak to kind of what competition you guys were mm-hmm. playing. What would you say you focused on most this summer to be able to go into playing at the juco level it's not just the and by the way folks if you're listening um it's not just the juco level san jack is like top tier you know if you're thinking about junior college sports so Mm. what did you do to prepare yourself because there's gonna be it's not gonna be easy right no not by any means and uh I already know who my competition is going to be, and they're they're good. So I'm going to have to like give everything I have every day, and it's a grind. So, I mean, I've heard the stories of college ball, how it is on your body. So I just was doing my best to prepare myself mentally because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a little bit different from, you know, wake up, school, practice, and yeah. then you're done. It's like wake up, you, you do a little bit of school, and then you, you're practicing for a while, but then you're lifting every single day. You mm-hmm. gotta have a, you gotta have a, as best of a diet as you can. So um, while I was there, I was learning a little bit about my mechanics and uh, lower half because lower half is a big part of what I need to work on. Uh-huh. So just mobility going into that, um, finding out how flexible I am, which I'm a little bit more flexible than I thought, but in certain areas I got a lot to work on. So I mean, just like. 
in the hips, dorsiflexion, my ankles. I learned about my external rotation, what I need to work on there. So um, I I worked on just pretty much mechanics. Um, Mental was a a big thing on the mound, how to control my emotions, how to deal with pressure in certain situations. And they helped you with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of one-on-one talk, just learning how to deal with these things because at the college level, that's that's what it is. I mean, yeah. you got to know your batter. you got to know who you're throwing to, how to attack them, um, how to bounce back against them, just adversity in every situation. So, Was this your first time getting a chance to play um, for a team that was almost like a college squad? Because I know you played for ABA, but did you, you know, uh, stay home, train, go to Albuquerque, play tournaments, come back. Yeah. So, you did that. so this is the first time you've been mm-hmm. like, I'm away from home. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. I mean, unless you could count, uh, going to Florida, I've been in Florida for about two weeks. Um, my junior and senior year, I think I was playing with this, this team, but they weren't like college level, you know, we were all yeah seniors. And it was just like p- perfect game, stuff like that. So yeah, this is the first time I've been away and, you know, really getting involved with the team and learning how they they play as a team. Sure. Rather than bringing what I have from home to the team, playing my tournaments, and then going back home. Yeah, so. absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the junior college experience. Have you heard stories? Um, I have from some people that have played there. Okay. I talked to one of your friends that played at San Jack. Right, yeah, but. yeah. Connected you with... One of my good friends, Trey Ross, got a chance to play there. He went mm-hmm. on to play with me at New Mexico State. Uh, but this is the thing about JUCO that, I don't know, I feel like I see it all the time on the internet. It's just like, you're go, 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 go. I don't think there's like time restrictions on practice or weights. So it's just yeah. like, you know what, if coach wants you to be there, you're there. Mm-hmm. And that's it, you know. Yeah. So like when you were talking about the fact that you were trying to prepare your body, mm-hmm. I feel like that is one of the biggest things about college baseball yeah. in the JUCO realm because, yeah. you know, you, you're going to get beat up. You mm-hmm. know? Without yeah. getting beat up, you're going to get beat up. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I should have brought my program in. I have it on paper. I had to print it out because we, we're on a throwing pro- program right now. Uh-huh. And uh, so we've been doing meetings just talking about how it's going to be in so I get there on the 18th, and the next day I'm throwing a live bullpen really? against hitters, and that's already like halfway into our throwing program. So, I mean, they want us ready. They've told us numerous times you're you're coming intense. You're coming with the attitude to be on the go for the whole fall to earn your spot. Because wow. I mean, it's a big roster. Isn't there fall ball as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll yeah, actually so. be playing teams and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they go play like. A couple D1 schools. They played Sam Houston. Oh, I think wow. they scrimmaged UT last year. That's so sick. They play some good teams and good competition. But, um, yeah, you got to – every day you're throwing and you're doing arm care and you're stretching. And the days you're not throwing, you're stretching. And conditioning, you're doing either light conditioning or heavy conditioning. So just depending on the day, you're taking care of your body and your arm. But yeah. it's, it's a lot, so – so San Jacinto Community College, yeah. right? Yeah. Houston, Texas. What made you decide, okay, I'm I'm just gonna be a pitcher? Like when did you make that decision? So actually, here's some good news. Oh. Yesterday my uh coach texted me, he said, Hey, are you you gonna hit? And I was like Whoa. I was like, Wait, wait a minute, coach. <laughs> so he says, Are you gonna two way? I'm making hitting groups and I said, uh 
well i didn't get to hit with my team that i played for this summer mm-hmm. but i mean if you're if i'm allowed to if if you want me to i'm gonna work at it until you tell me no so i told him yeah i'll hit until that's awesome you know but um as far as i know i'll be pitching and playing first base so until he told me i'm not gonna yeah, yeah. so the next shohei might be right here in my <laughs> studio that's pretty incredible the juco bandit shohei <laughs> exactly absolutely um all right so how long is the drive to houston it's nine plus hours it's about nine hours I okay think. are you prepared yeah. to make that all in one shot i mean i'm gonna have to be i don't think i can stop anywhere to, yeah to rest i mean it can't be that bad right uh, i don't know nine hours maybe yeah i guess you'd maybe need to stop for like lunch or something yeah right? yeah what is your future going to look like after juco i guess my question for that would be where do you see yourself in five years in five years, I want to be in the league. So, I mean, whether whether I get drafted after my first or second year of JUCO or mm-hmm. um, I transfer to a D1 college, that's my one of my two goals. Get drafted or go to a D1 college. Yeah. But um, I expect to be in the league in the next five years. I mean, it doesn't matter where. I just want to be there. I want to, I want to be into my body physically grown, and I just I want to be ready go awesome i like that answer i like the fact that there was no maybes in there no possibly like this is where i'm gonna i've had some conversations with some people and it's always been it's not a maybe it's like you're gonna do it yeah and so if you're gonna have a goal if you're gonna like take on take that on then you're gonna you're gonna have to do it Mm -hmm. so absolutely i do have a plan b but i don't want to be like yeah it's plan b you know like no this is what i'm here for i mean i've I've thought about it a lot. This is what I want. I've prayed about it. So, yeah, this is what I want. So, absolutely. All right. Um, I want to get into some fun stuff with you because I know that, you know, I've known you for a long time and uh, we've talked about music a lot. Yeah. And we've talked about entertainment and all that stuff. But before mm-hmm. we get into that, what would you put up there for advice for kids that, you know, are, are coming up and they want to excel in high school or they want to play? you know, at a high level of baseball mm-hmm. or just sports in general, what, yeah. what would you say? Um, don't put so much pressure on yourself. You know, it's, it's high school. It's memories that are going to last forever. You're going to be able to talk about them to your family and your kids one day. So I would say just don't take it so serious. I mean, if you want to be good, it's a grind, but at the same time, you have to enjoy it. You have to take a step back and look at, Oh, this is where I was. And this is where I'm, I'm at now and yeah. you gotta appreciate it but just don't be so hard on yourself because it's it's some of the most precious times of your life and once you graduate you look back on it and you're like dang I already miss it so yeah. that's how it is for me at least but I would just say for kids you know just have fun I mean give it everything you have and that's all you can do you know yeah so. would you say that you um, would consider yourself like outcome driven or process driven have you heard the difference between the two yeah yeah so like so you're saying like outcome like win state like oh i gotta go get more of this or okay yeah because i've i've just heard different sides of it like people are saying mm-hmm. you know I, i'm gonna work and this is if if i get a hit or i go two for three mm-hmm. or you know i strike out five guys ten guys in a game i'm happy mm-hmm. as opposed to i know that i've gotten better like yeah what do you focus um, on more I think or I'm more of, a, more of a process-driven guy, you okay. know. Um, I like to be in a routine. So if I get set in a routine and I'm making progress, 
Um, I like to, to know that I'm making progress during that moment or whatever I'm doing, you know, um, it begins in the weight room. I think that, yeah, that, um, comes a lot of, comes with a lot of intensity and motivation to whenever you step on the field, it, it helps you build that mental part of, um, powering through any tough moments. So I think the process of that, it just shows how, uh, motivating it is to get to a certain point certain point and just be like yeah i'm here mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep going and we'll we'll see where i'm at in a couple of years do you have anything that you point to uh, um like from the weight room that you're like i'm, I'm pretty proud of that um because you've gotten i mean from the point where you know your sophomore year i think this is the last time that i was coaching with you mm-hmm. um to the time you were a senior i feel like you probably gained a good what 20 pounds um probably more yeah i would say like 30, 40 yeah, is a good wow. measure. Yeah. Um, after my junior year, we had a coach Haston come in and be our strength coach. And he really set the tone for uh, just being in shape, for being prepared when you're on the field. Mm-hmm. And um, from the time that he came in and gave us his program, I had gained 15 pounds, 20, 20 pounds in uh, four months. Wow. And so in February, whenever we started started up with practice and everything I was sitting 205 as a 16 year old and I was a little bit um tight I wasn't very flexible but just like getting all that mass in that amount of time just showed me how important it is and within the first two weeks of conditioning I had lost all that weight really but I felt I felt great like I felt strong still I felt fast so I think that helped translate so much compared to my sophomore year when I was probably, I was way lighter, way less strong. Mm-hmm. And um, it helped me stay healthy too with my arm on the mound. I, yeah. I threw a lot of pitches my sophomore year. So coming in, I threw 900 pitch, pitches my junior year. And I think the weight room helped a ton with that for all of us, everybody in the yeah. rotation. It just helped keep us healthy. So yeah. You can handle the load a lot better with a body you can... Definitely, you can on, depend yeah. on, yeah. No, that helps a lot. So I think gaining, like, would you say 15, 20 pounds yeah. in such a short time, it's it's almost a confidence booster, too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I know I can do it. That's crazy. It was a confidence booster and also a drainer because I lost all that weight, and I oh. was like, oh, man, like, how am I going to get that back? And, I mean, yeah. I learned after the season was over that it, it's a process. you got to build back up, and then you cut. And then you're yeah. strong and flexible, you know. I wouldn't have been able to perform as well if I was that big. You can't you can't move really. So yeah. you gotta get down, flexible, you know, fluctuate. So yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into some of the fun stuff that I was telling you about. Um I've got a list of artists and stuff that I wanted to run by you and tell me if it's hot or not. Hot or not. Hot or not is what <laughs> we're going with, all right? Eminem. Hot. Always. Always. Yeah. Okay. And maybe you could say this for, you know, for, for sports, maybe on on your drive to Houston, right? Little baby. Definitely hot. I mean. Justin Bieber. Hot. Yeah. yeah. Cody Johnson. Oof. I mean, yeah, I like him. Okay. Yeah. Mild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Usher. Uh, hot. Yeah. 50 Cent. Hot. Bad Bunny. Hot. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, it's a little cold, yeah. Really? I mean... Cold? I would say middle school Ed Sheeran was on fire, you know, okay, like okay. Shape of You, all that, but... Sure. 
I haven't heard anything pretty good from him in a while. Okay. Luke Combs. Um, I'm not a Luke Combs guy. Sorry. Okay. Nicki Minaj. My girlfriend loves Nicki, so I got to say hi or I'll get in trouble. Okay. Paul Wall. <laughs> Mid. Really? I'm you sorry. can't say that. I don't even. You can't say that on the podcast because you're going to Houston. Oh, man. Is he a Houston guy? Yes. Oh, wow. I don't even know. I don't even know anything from him. Really? Okay. Is he, he's a rapper, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a rapper. <laughs> you're going to get to know Paul Wall being in Houston. Uh, Jonas Brothers. That's a childhood throwback right there for me. Camp Rock. I like hot. Okay. <laughs> K-pop music. I like a little BTS every now okay. and then. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift. Mm-mm-mm. No. Hot. No. No hot? T-Swift. Not hot. Not. Okay. No T-Swift. Uh, Daddy Yankee. I'll take Bad Bunny. Okay. And then Jay-Z. Hot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. I just Hope. wanted to get a feel for what we're looking at here. I, I had to throw Paul Wall in there because of Houston, but you got to get some okay. Houston culture knowing before he, you get there. Knowing he's Houston, I'll have to give him a listen. For yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Most definitely. What are your chances of being able to reach out, you think, and connecting with New Mexico guy over in Houston, Alex Bregman? Think there's a chance? I mean, you ever talk to him? If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I have talked to him. Yeah. I, I went to uh, his camp. He he had a ABA camp when I was probably like 12. So I got okay. to meet him. But other than that, no. I do, I do not connect with Alex Bregman on a regular basis. Okay, fair enough. All right, so um, like I said before, one of the things that you like to talk about and like to kind of review movies, mm-hmm. right? Um, what are some of the ones you've seen recently? And give me your rating. So I'll start off. Oppenheimer, you just yeah. told me you saw that movie. Yeah, I mean, that is it's mind-bending for it being a true historical event, I think Christopher Nolan portrays that whole story and the storyline like to the T really? of, of what happened and and more because just showing his um, Oppenheimer, Doctor Oppenheimer, his his perspective throughout it's insane. I was it's a three hour and fifteen minute movie. Yeah, I was locked in for three hours. I, wow. I went I went to the movies by myself and I was like, you know, this is kind of weird, but. It's going to be an experience, so I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. Okay. One through ten. Um, about a nine, nine and a half. Okay. Would somebody that like isn't into history still love the movie? Mm, that's tough to say because, I mean, I'm not very knowledgeable with history, but I do like to to take a look at what happened back then. I, yeah. It's a very sensitive subject, so, I mean, they they played that part very well and just... I mean, I don't know if I support that area of like the whole bomb thing, but like even even then I was still locked in and I thought it was amazing. So I think just depending on if you can sit there for that long, mm-hmm. then then it might be enjoyable. Fair yeah. enough. Barbie. No, nah, I'm sorry. Is one through ten give me your thing because you say no, but like it just wasn't um, it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. You know. And I'm not like I'm not a hater, but it just it didn't live up to the hype yeah. whatsoever, you know. Ryan Gosling is awesome, and Michael Sarah's in it, so that was great. But I'd, I'd have to give it like a four or five. Four? Yeah. Okay, okay. So like to me, whenever I rank movies and TV shows, if it's five or below, like I have no issues like stopping it mm-hmm. before it's over. Yeah. Do you feel like you would have been okay leaving midway? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think I stayed. I went yeah. with my girlfriend, but I think I stayed just to see what they were trying to 
make because yeah. the director Greta Thurwig, I think she directs a lot of good movies. So mm-hmm. I knew there was going to be like some good points, but I think there was like three different points that was trying to make throughout the whole thing. So by the end and like seeing that third point of the movie, I was kind of like, what, where did this come from? You know, uh, okay. it was just kind of random. It didn't sure. really, the pacing of it wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, give me your favorite uh, sports movie and tell me why. Um, I'm going to have to go with For the Love of the Game. I don't want to be cliche. You know, I grew up with the Sandlot and Rookie of the Year, you know, uh-huh. whatever. What else? Uh, Bad News Bears. Mm-hmm. But I think For the Love of the Game, it kind of hits home with me because it's a pitcher who's very mental. And so throughout the whole movie, he kind of just walks through his mental battles and even physical up to a point because he ends up playing like pretty old in his career Mm -hmm. but um kevin costner he's just a likable guy he's the sports i mean field of dreams he's the goat of sports movies. oh yeah 100 percent. i mean you could argue like denzel washington but i would say costner's up there but um in the movie he just talks to himself on the mound and Mm. it kind of gives you the perspective of of him as a pitcher and I do that, so it kind of just, it's funny to see. But um, you got Vin Scully in the movie. He's he's a, Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's a commenter in the movie. That's cool. And then uh, who's the the catcher? He's the dude from Step Brothers, John, uh, I can't, John C. I, Riley. Okay. Yeah, he, he's right. the catcher in the movie, and he's awesome, so that adds to it. But, I mean, it's a love, it's kind of a love movie. He kind of has a love interest in the movie, but at the same time, there's... I don't know. It kind of just helps put into perspective how mental the pitching side of the game yeah. is, you know. I kind of used something from the movie. It kind of helped me on the mound, and it was clear the mechanism. So um, you talk about having a reset point on the mound mm. as a pitcher, and clear the mechanism is just something to say, and it helps you just block everything out that's going on out on the outside, and it helps you get into your own bubble, focus on what you need to do, and just um, not worry about anything else going on. Just control what you can control. So I carry that from a movie onto yeah. my playing experience. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think. So that's, good reason that this is your favorite. Yeah, movie. that's an, that's the biggest reason that this is my favorite movie. Okay. Yeah. I I mean I've heard of this uh, movie. I just mm-hmm. looked it up from 1999. So yeah. you got an old soul. It's a little corny, but. 40-year-old pitcher Billy Chapel is practically a dinosaur by professional baseball standards. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I'll definitely check it out. It also kind of reminds me of Nolan Ryan a little bit late in his career yeah. because of how dominant he was late in his career. And then the injuries started getting the best of him because he was so old, but he was still out there performing. Yeah. But they kind of it kind of helps me see that a little bit. Very cool. All right. Um, if you could see... Because, because like we're talking about entertainment, talking about watching stuff. Um, if you could see a documentary on a player, who would it be that you would really? Because they've made a lot of documentaries lately. There's yeah. like a Steph Curry one out. Mm-hmm. Um, They're coming I saw out the with... Nolan Ryan one. Yeah, that one's awesome. That one is really good. Yeah. It's like nobody's even seen it or heard of it. Really? I feel like there's the Nolan Ryan one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anybody talk about it. I went and watched it on Netflix, mm-hmm. whatever. I had nobody had ever said anything. Wow. You had heard about it before? I mean, I've watched it. I'm, yeah, I love that documentary. Yeah, it's really good. Just seeing how he was throughout his career is awesome. Mm-hmm. The type of person he is—that's someone you you should strive to be. You know? Yeah. But no, I don't think I've heard anyone talk about it either. Actually, yeah. yeah. 
But, you know, all the things that are coming out right now, that quarterback movie, all that stuff. Um, That's good, too. What? Yeah, we need to start talking about these documentaries. <laughs> but um, who do you want to learn about that you think this guy is so intriguing? That's hard to say. I think a Ken Griffey documentary would be okay. awesome just because he, he got a lot of um, discretion towards him as a player. And I think seeing how he dealt with that adversity and kind of put a city on his on his back, you know, it's a little cliche, but he did. And when you think of Seattle Mariners, you think of him. Yeah. So um, just what he did for the game, you know, I wasn't here to see it, but um, knowing that he was such an inspiration and was looked up to, I think that'd be awesome to see how he dealt with some of that hate and mm. also um, got to the point where he got to play with his dad. You know, I would like to see how that um how that was for him yeah i mean there might be a documentary but i haven't really heard about yeah i haven't him. seen anything it's funny that you say that the first person you think of for the mariners is him because you know it's true yeah. and they had ichiro and I mean, they had yeah. randy johnson and they had alex yeah. rodriguez all yeah. at some point you no, know yeah. so he's still the guy yeah. i mean it, that's he's for sure the guy i mean he's the kid but he's the yeah. guy <laughs> yeah no absolutely i mean the swing to i mean his plays in center field i mean he was just a dude yeah they're trying Absolutely. to compare Julio Rodriguez to him. I'm just like, mm, you're not there yet. <laughs> I love I love Julio Rodriguez. Though. I do too. He's he, awesome. The 44 in the first round of the home and derby. I mean, that was different, but yeah. So uh, Shohei Otani and talks to moving around. I think he's gonna stay finally. Yeah. Um, in Anaheim at least for one year or mm. Los Los Angeles, whatever. As a Yankee fan, what would you say to people that are like, <clears throat> they just buy their guys that's they buy their wins even though yeah. they haven't had great success no yeah they're terrible this year yeah poor, poor yankees come on guys um <laughs> i don't see them buying him you know their owner he doesn't seem to be super interested and wow. i could be wrong i mean a lot of stuff happens they were talking about justin verlander getting moved to the rangers and then out of nowhere it's max scherzer going mm -hmm. to the rangers and it's like what happened there so anything can happen but i just don't see Otani being a Yankee I think he definitely could be but as of right now I don't think so yeah sadly well. right <laughs> tears no, <absolutely>. tears <laughs> so I appreciate you being on the show um I had a lot of fun just kind of kicking it and talking about yeah. you know movies and music mm -hmm. and all that stuff yeah. but just being able to watch you it's been fun it's been awesome to be a part of that journey and so you know i appreciate you being on the show mm -hmm. appreciate you letting me be a part of that and i uh, wish you the very best thank you thank you Going for having forward. me